2: Hola, ¿qué tal? What's good, everybody? Super Bowl week. It is culminating <laughs> finally with the game that we've been talking about. Welcome into the L Huddle podcast. Will Salva alongside Mi Hermana, Mi Prima, Mi Prima, Hermana, MJ Acosta Ruiz. I always have to mention that. I always have to put that in there.
1: Yeah, no, it's a thing now. Like, if you don't say it, it would be weird. <laughs> It'd I feel weird. Well.
2: Yeah, it would yeah. be weird. Hey, Super Bowl. Huh? Oh this my gosh. We made it. Finally. We did we it. Did. <laughs> Barely, <laughs> Barely. But, but we, we did. Got,
1: <laughs> we got here. Um, for y'all who don't know if you've never been part of the, the Super Bowl, of course, the game Super Bowl Sunday is huge. It's the mecca. It's, it's everything that we work for the entire year. But the lead up this week, the, it's craziness. You um, five hour. Do people still drink five hour energy? Not a plug. Just wondering. I don't
2: know. Because coffee is I, I not doing
1: it. It's not sufficient. No,
2: no. But it's always right by the little like penny dish mm-hmm, in places, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you say, oh, there's there's a little there penny dish you just and there's them. five hour energy. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I really don't know. been paying attention. Cafecito
1: but. is really what Cafecito. I go, what yeah, I go claro. with. Um, it, it gets the job done. And thank goodness because Radio Row, where we are set up in Arizona is nuts. Let me set the scene for everybody because well, and you've seen Radio Rows before. They are Mm -hmm. just packed. It's every possible media outlet, every radio show, not just for the two teams, um, team cities that are represented in the Super Bowl, but across the sports and beyond landscape. So it's just... It's rows and rows, literal rows of every media personality and every show that you can imagine. And then in between that is every athlete, celebrity you could possibly dream up. And it's a little bit like the Hunger Games, right? Like you're trying to grab <laughs> folks. Like you have folks booked for your show, but there's also like, right. oh, I don't know. I'm making this up. Snoop Dogg walking by. Snoop Dogg's always mm-hmm. there. That was low hanging fruit. He's
2: always around he, one way or another. A <laughs> great guess, right? Yeah. Great guess at Radio Row. Let's take a listen.
1: It is an honor. All fangirl moment, I can say it proudly. I'm here with artist Lucinda La Morena Hinojos, the first Chicana Native American visual artist to work with the league on Super Bowl theme art. And it's not just theme art. These are full pieces of art that you will see everywhere. Um, Lucinda, we just saw the program for you. I'm holding it. It's the first time you've seen it. I didn't realize you hadn't seen it yet. So what is going through your head now that you see it materialize in front of you?
3: I'm trying to actually hold back the tears. It's oh. really overwhelming and emotional for me because uh, it was like that f- the initial phone call when the NFL, um, I had that Zoom call with them to notify me that I had, I got selected to be the Super Bowl theme art for this year's Super Bowl. Uh, I became really emotional because for that moment I saw a glimpse of what I've been through as a, a single mom of three and all those hardships and obstacles, what I've been through to get here at this moment now. Yeah. And it's just like, it was like a flash. And so it hit me, you know, and I just became emotional. And now seeing this, I haven't had the moment to take everything in. Right. And so that was, that's just another like, oh, to my heart, it just makes me emotional, but I'm also very, very proud because from the messages to the DMs and to like the shout outs, like yeah. I've seen people in my community in, in public and you know, just, Letting me know or telling me how proud they are makes me proud, you know.
1: Well, you're such a vivid and beautiful representation of intersectionality, right? You have so much as part of your roots. Can you take me through that and and really a bit more on what it means to be sitting here? Like, let this be your moment, girl, because I know that Super Bowl, it's crazy, right? You literally don't have a second. I know someone else told you, hey, look up real quick. There's your mural as you're walking through the city take this moment now to, to, to try and, and and wrap your head around all that's happened and where it's led you to.
3: <sighs> Let me just take that breath right now. Yes. We'll do it I, actually, I literally <sighs> ran over here to be here. Today.
1: <laughs> so
3: it's been like, yeah. I wasn't, I didn't know what was to happen. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. As an artist, I'm just doing something that I love to do. Of course. In 2015, a mural changed my life. It inspired me. It culturally, spiritually, politically awakened me. And that's just what I want to do for others. And so now I'm here. Um, I've been just looking down and moving forward, not looking left or right, just doing something I love. And now right. I look up and I'm like, whoa. Like, it's it's hard not to get emotional. right? You know, like I, I walked up and I wanted to cry because it's a lot, but it's like... It's it's exciting, it's really yeah. exciting. My family's so proud, my community's so proud, my kids are proud and I'm really excited to be here. I was gonna
1: ask, do your kids know how, how cool this is? <laughs> like really,
3: really, <laughs> oh what gosh. their mom has done? Oh my gosh, so I've been doing the art gig since 2011, 12. I started, you are not new
1: to this. Mm-hmm. I
3: started doing yeah. art shows though. Yeah. Why, you wanna know why though? Because I, was try- I put my kids in Pop Warner football. So they've mm-hmm. been playing, I was a football mom. Yeah. The fees and you know, a popcorn is actually expensive. It's a you lot. Know? So I was trying to figure out the side hustle. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got you know, us moms are survivors. We we make it happen. So I got into art. It started doing art shows, but if I'm that It went to 2015. This mural changed my life, and then it went from that. So now my kids seeing because you know they thought it was just a hobby, they didn't really know. I always just ask them back then, Is am I cool now? Am I cool now? <laughs> now I'm like, Now am I cool? And they're like, Yes, this is we really don't have cool. to ask the question anymore. <laughs> all right, like no. you can hold
1: this over their heads <laughs> because, for the rest of their life
3: because all their friends are like, Yo, yeah, and so their friends were posting. The, the Super Bowl ticket, and then my kids are like, Yeah, we're cool. We're famous, man. We're famous. They're like,
1: Excuse me. Actually, that, that would be me, yeah. but thanks by extension. So, wait, this is quite literally a full circle moment because what got you oh, into yeah. this was trying to find a way to provide an opportunity for your kids to yeah. play a sport that they love.
3: Yeah. And now you're on the
1: biggest stage for American football yes. with your art at the forefront. I mean, that's. Crazy. Life does not imitate art. It is a reflection of art. I mean, wow.
3: I always say, you know what? Be mindful of what you put out, you know, the good energy you put out. And because whatever you put out, you receive three times fold, Mm. whether it's bad or good. And I've always lived by that. And as Native people, you know, we carry that. It's always been the ways of our people is putting that good out. And Winsler Nosey blessed our mural the other day. And he reminded us, remember what you put out, you receive three times fold. And like I said, bad or good. And that's what I've been doing. And now it's like full circle. It's like when you're on path, uh, you know, opportunities naturally come. Sure. Prosperity comes, abundance comes as you see, like, I've always looked at life like that because I've never had much, but I'm alive. I'm wealthy. I'm health. I'm healthy. My kids are good. They're healthy. And that's what matters to me. And I carry that spirit in everything that I do. And along with this piece, you know, this, this piece is more than just a Super Bowl ticket. It's more than a mural. It's a bigger purpose in itself. And it's no coincidence that all these secret necessities are happening as I'm painting this trophy, as I painted the mural. And so it's, you know that representation needed for needed to happen yeah. and what more space to be in than on the biggest platform in the world oh my gosh we, we talk about the bragging rights right that yeah.
1: your kids are going to have but <laughs> truly when you talk about the communities that you serve and represent and the lessons that your family is going to be able to glean from this if they take nothing else you want them to remember what about this experience and this moment
3: that they had a piece that represented them in our communities, mm-hmm. in our Native people, and they can see my family and community. What they felt from it, they get. They, there's some who've gotten emotional because it's like they're being seen for the first time. Yeah, yes. And this is a, a statement of saying that as Native people, we are still here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 22 tribes in Arizona, and not many people know that. And so, in the painting, actually uh, incorporated those those diamonds represent stars for our 22 tribes. Wow. So, yeah. So, there's not everything, everything about this is intentional. Yes. Everything. That you see here. Because when we put symbols into our artwork, you know, the ancestors have to, and the elders, they have to give us that permission to put these symbols. Wow. We just don't still put patterns on stuff just right. because. Right. Right. You know? Oh, so, my goodness.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> what will Super Bowl Sunday look like for you this year?
3: I'm so excited today <laughs> I just, I officially got invited. They, I, I got four tickets. Whoa! Because they come in a pack. At uh, that part. And my three kids. Exactly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As so you should. So we get to we get to we get to go together as a family. You know, a, football has been a huge impact on my son Nathaniel's life. Like, yeah. You know, I'm gonna get a little personal. I almost lost my son last year. Wow. But uh, football has inspired him. Has motivated him to keep going. He studies the football players. He listens to their stories. You know, when I was painting, it actually had a like I almost lost my. Like I was going to say, can I say it? Yeah, girl, listen, we can fix anything in
1: post. Keep it real.
3: But I almost, I almost lost it because, you know, it was tough painting this painting. But my son, when I made a phone call, I was crying. I was like, I can't, you know, it was a lot. And so my son picked up that phone call. I was like, mom, everything's going to be okay. You're at another level now. You're like the NFL players when they get drafted for the, the, um, when they get drafted. He's like, they go through the same thing. It's overwhelming. They don't know what to expect. And I was like,
1: I love that he made that connection to it. Wow,
3: yeah. he's like, so, um, just imagine what they've been going through, what they go through when they're first drafted for the NFL. It's a lot to take on, and now you're at that level, mom. He's wow. like, you're not at, you know. And I was like, okay, son. I wiped my tears, and I was like, but I'm <laughs> proud, still, mom. A yeah, moment. I was like, man, my son did that for me. Wow. Why? Because of the, because of football. You know,
1: sometimes we think the younger generation isn't paying attention, right. or that they're only seeing things at surface level. But a moment like that for him to to almost parent in that moment, yeah. right? Like the, the
3: coin flipped for a minute. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And he painted with me with for the mural. He was my assistant. Like he worked side by side with me on that mural. Mm-hmm. We had a whole team of um, indigenous artists, which I was so grateful. Ooh, yeah, it. a whole team of indigenous female artists. And we had some, a couple male artists, but the- The, the, <laughs> the core, gals led the
1: way. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: so it was amazing. And my son um, was there helping me paint, uh, helping me paint and it was just a, a really cool experience to work with my son too and the team other than a much needed
1: spa day what is next for you after super bowl
3: <laughs> okay so i'm gonna take a spa day in tucson <laughs> yes, yes i might take a little vacation to rocky point but the next thing for me is i'm gonna work on um my first solo exhibition i've been working on that that this exhibition since for the past years now, mm-hmm. I say about 2015, I started to kind of like put the thoughts together. And then about four years ago, three years ago, I started um, photographing my muses, like my models, yeah. because I'll be painting about um, local heroes, wow. our women heroes. These are a couple women that are my friends that have incredible stories regarding incarceration and oh like immigration issues. Yeah. Like yeah. every issue you can like that really hits home for me, um, I want to photograph them paint them, and then do installations for this exhibit. So I'm really excited.
1: I cannot wait. This is just the beginning. Yeah. And actually, this isn't the beginning because you've been at this for a long time, and this is all of you poured into this. How lucky are we that we get to share it with you and your family? Thank you, Lucinda. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thanks for representing. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Of course.
0: (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired.
1: Joined now by the incomparable, (laughs) one and only, by the end of this uh, interview, he will be my primo officially, I think.
4: 100%. (laughs)
1: Anthony Ramos in the house. Thank you so much for joining us here on El Huddle. Um, As a girl from the Heights, you know I was hype about this one. Yeah. Personal connection here, not just from the play, um, from the movie, of course, but I want to start with just your trajectory because I was reading an article where you said that when you watched the play in the Heights, it sort of changed things for you it was a pivotal moment in your acting career
4: yeah no it was Mm -hmm. I mean I I like I definitely thought about like quitting just because it was I I was I was auditioning and I was I was like really discouraged because Mm of all the roles all the roles I couldn't get Mm -hmm. and all all the no's I kept getting I just I mean I'll just I'm going on two three auditions a day during the week like four times a week and so I don't even know how much how many right. that that is but like but uh and I'm just getting no after no after no and um you know finally I was like dang like I need you know I, I maybe I should find something new to That's do real. and yeah. I sat in the audience and I'm watching these guys and I'm seeing you know I'm seeing this whole cast and they all look like my cousins and friends mm-hmm. and people I grew up yep. with and they all sound like people yep. I grew up with and I was like I was like ma- ma- maybe maybe I shouldn't quit maybe there is yeah maybe there is a space maybe there is hope you know what i'm saying and and I honestly it kept me going
1: there's something to be said about seeing yourself your perspective and your story reflected back at you like that's i remember when i first watched the play um i sobbed i sobbed in the eyes everybody's looking at me like girl are you okay (laughs) i went by myself there was one seat left to go watch it and i said okay this this seat was meant for me. Uh, and it was in the front row, which is kind of tough to watch, but like Crazy. I literally could see the sweat, the heart, the emotion of it. And that just watching it back growing up on 191st off of St. Nicholas, like yeah. it hit me so hard because I think we all, as Latinos in this space, if you're in entertainment, in, in film, and in TV, you're just looking for a connection. And it's tough when the representation isn't there. It's wild, but you, you've you've served as a conduit for so many of us, and you've done so many different projects. From that moment when you went to go see in the Heights the stage play, yeah. to now where you've been now in motion pictures in the Heights the show, the actual movie, the film, yeah. uh, Hamilton, of course. What has that trajectory been like for you?
4: You know, it's it's uh, it's it's been it's it's, it's been like. Lynn said something to me. Lynn, who you know made the sh- in the Heights in Hamilton, he he um, he said something to me one time. I cracked a joke during rehearsal uh, when when we were still on Broadway, and, and I said some, I said a joke, and then I kind of was like self-conscious about the way I said it, mm. and I was like, oh, I feel like I talk too hood.
5: Mm. Mm. I need to
4: change the way I speak. I said that, and he was like, Yo, you don't have to change the way you speak, Bob. You just need to make sure people understand you. Oh my God. And I was like, and I think after he said that it was like something clicked in my brain and um I just didn't move the same way you know and, and I wasn't you know I, I it just I don't know it was just like in that one moment I, I I felt and I'm sure you know people have told me like you're enough and you're you know you're you're more than enough and things yeah. like that don't ever change but sometimes it takes somebody to say something mm-hmm. a certain way for something to click in your brain and um and in that day, it just something just changed in me, and I and, and ever since that day, I just kind of, I moved through the industry in that way. And yeah. like even when I take roles, you know, uh, I, I was just having a meeting with a director yesterday, uh, uh, on a on a movie mm-hmm. that, uh, t- potentially doing this film. Yes. And, and, and you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, and he said to me, you know, what what draws you to the roles that you do? And I said, you know, I said the the ability for me to bring myself. To period. every single role, if he's a cowboy, yep. if he's a mm-hmm. astronaut, if he, whatever he is, the ability for for me to bring the the Puerto Rican kid from the projects in Bushwick, Brooklyn, to that role, whatever, yeah. whoever that, you know, yeah. whoever that is, you know, even if I'm doing a dialect, a southern dialect or Chicago, whatever, I'm still yeah. there's still that those pieces of me. So I think that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of how I approach it now, you yep. know.
1: I married a New Eurekan Puerto Rican man from Park Slope. From Park Slope, yes. And he literally just said a story just like that. He was in a Zoom meeting, and someone brought up an idea. He said, "Yo, that's dope," and everyone almost took it like a joke, like, "Oh, that's so funny that you're." He's like, "Nah, that's like how I would talk anyway, just because I'm I'm in a corporate space. Like, this is still who I am." Right. Um, So that that really clicked with me a lot. Uh, Someone asked me yesterday, like, "How do you separate, you know, MJ, the reporter, the host, from like?" And I'm like, "I don't." And I don't think I can or should do that because we're always searching for that authenticity. Right. And you can't fake the funk. Like people will know if you are trying to make yourself out to be something you are not. Has there been I'm sure there's been times where they've tried to put you in this box that you have no business being in, nor did you want to be in. Right? All the time. Yeah.
4: I mean, you know, I mean, not as much anymore because Mm -hmm. I just don't. I just it. don't allow it, yeah. you know. But it, it takes for you to not allow it because people will do it. If you yeah. let them, mm-hmm. people will do whatever you let them Facts. allow them to do, yep. you know. And that's just life in general. Yep. Like, you know, no one knows that they can't do something until you exactly. show them, like, no, yeah. you can't talk to me like that, or you can't treat me that way, or you can't put mm-hmm. me in that box, or yep. no, I'll, I'll only do this, or, you know, yep. or, this is what I feel like I'm worth. And if you don't feel that way, that's okay. Respectfully, I, I appreciate that, you right. know, but I'm a walk.
0: You know, or what? You know what
4: I'm saying, yeah. like, and 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 um, you know, I think it's like, you know, I've, I've definitely, I've definitely been, been uh, tried uh, many times. You know, they try to put me in a box. They try to say, oh, we see him in this, we see him in that, and um, but but I think what's most important, I guess, what I've learned and what I'm still learning is how do you see yourself? Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's like, the whole word. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like how do you see how do you see yourself?
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You know because, you know, I'm I was, it's like what everybody will tell you what they think mm-hmm. you should be doing <laughs> and they'll they'll tell you like where they you know oh you remind me of this person you remind me of that person or, oh yeah. you 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 kind of resemble a young this <laughs> you know like or you're the next there's always blah, blah, blah. it's very easy yeah. for people to just compare you to yeah. a thing that they know already right yeah. but it's harder for you to be the first person yeah. you know it's harder for you to be the person that did that first yeah you know and and i think that starts with you saying to yourself you know me saying to myself like yo I understand this is what everybody sees me doing, but what do you how do you see yourself? Yeah. You know, what do you want?
1: If you have that that foundation, right? And by the way it's scary to tell people like, nah I'll walk away from this 100%. and not and not be bluffing like you mean it. Yo. You mean because like, you don't want to miss the opportunities, especially right. when you're in a space where there hasn't been some when you're the first, when you're the only. Like it's yeah. terrifying, but you're
4: like, will it come back around? That part, you know what I'm that saying? That part
1: and like my parents, I don't know if you like. So my family struggles with a lot of like the generational trauma, and it's not because it comes from a place of malice. They were trying to protect me, right? Like yeah. they only wanted to be. To be successful, coming to this country as immigrants, right? So they're like, "All right, the tiene pelo. You right, have to straighten your right. hair." Yo, and it wasn't crazy. because they didn't love me for who I was, but they're like, "This is what's digestible to the mainstream here in the United States." So like, we gotta fit in as much as possible so that you can be okay. Yeah. So you can put food on the table.
4: yeah I Thankfully, had somebody tell me to yeah. uh, grow my hair out so I could be ethnically ambiguous. Come on. <laughs> yo. <laughs> You're like, was, first of all. Yo, sorry. like. No, but I feel you. you Yeah, it's It's, a lot.
1: It's a lot to digest. But there's also so much beauty in what we bring to the table. And I'm glad that we're in a space where it's finally being, I won't say accepted, because the acceptance part for me is not paramount anymore. It was for a real long time. Now it's like I'm celebrating it at every turn. Um, And, of course, we're here at the Super Bowl. I know that sports was a big part. Of your life, of too. Baseball, yeah. for sure. You were a baseball player. You I played so. um, uh, DB at one point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was told. So yeah. when you look around here and you're amongst like other athletes, for me in DR, like baseball was everything. Right? It. It's like I a religion, mean, yeah. Yeah, almost. DR too,
4: yeah. It's yeah. like in the Caribbean in general. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. That's baseball's life. Literally. You know?
1: But it was also a way out.
4: It was. I, yeah, like, I mean, you know, my brother played, my father played, mm. my cousins played. <laughs> oh, my God like everybody mm-hmm. ev- my whole family like that was that was, that was it. baseball was life and yeah. and it was our way of of making something of ourselves mm-hmm. you know my brother was all all uh state Dang. you know he was uh all like he was one of the best players in the country yeah and you know my cousin went on to play D1 he was an amazing pitcher and playing D1 you know I was going to play college baseball but then I just, I, you know, I told this story actually in an interview recently where I said I was, I was in the outfield. I, I had finished my senior year. I worked mad hard. I had mm-hmm. the highest batting average on my team in high school in my senior wow. year after being benched the year before. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, this never. I'm never letting that happen to me again. Yeah. And, and I went and 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 you know I had a great season, but then I'm playing summer ball and I'm in the outfield. Yeah. I just had a moment where I was like, yo, this ain't it no more. Mm-mm. I don't you think felt it. I felt it. Yeah. I was just like, I don't think this is it. And I had yeah. just started doing theater. Like, but music was always my first love. But I like auditioned for what I thought was a talent show. It ended up being a musical in high school. I get a lead role. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is crazy. There's mad lines. Yeah. I'm not gonna memorize. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I gotta be off book. I gotta like be this. off book. Like, yo, for real though. Yeah. Like I didn't even do my homework in high school. Yeah. So it was like that was homework. Yeah. Like I had to really like practice and work at that. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I, I just dove in and I said, you know what, let me try it. I've never done this. I've never done this before. That's and I just loved it. And I just kept going with it. And, and I think it was like find, finding the thing that I actually love. It was like I, I found the thing that I actually love more, if you know, the, just as much, if not more, than playing ball. That's wild. You know, and, and it was yeah. almost like I started to cultivate my own identity apart from what my family yep. thought I should do. Or yep, You know, yep. even my brother said to me one time, he was like, yeah, it was hard for me when you quit. You, know, you don't
1: even know that side of it
4: He told me He was wow. like It was hard for me when you quit Because I really wanted you to keep going
1: Damn
4: You know And that was You know And, and it's, it's sometimes Somebody else's dream for you Is not Yep. You know what I'm saying But yeah sports is I still That, that mentality Like that
1: It doesn't leave that you That doesn't leave you right.
4: Like you know what I'm saying right. And like I was playing in a celebrity Softball game recently <laughs> And I was like No we're going to win Let's go
1: Right you know, let's go.
4: And uh, you know, starting lineup
1: only. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw you dapping up Victor Cruz yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I know Victor. Yeah. Um, obviously he's well beloved from Giants fandom, but that
4: the most legendary catch of all time.
1: Crazy, right? So, okay, so we can put that to rest. Oh, right 100%. No, Nobody has to no, argue no, that. No. But he you caught did- it with his helmet. Nuts! It's wild. Yeah. But you didn't grow up a Giants fan. No.
4: Did you? I'm a Jets fan.
1: So how do you square that? All right, that's my that's my brother, otro Boricua, But
4: I don't. You know <laughs> what? I don't hate on the Giants when they in the when they when they in the play like. Yeah. When you know I I I wanted I wanted. The Giants to win. Yeah, they they made it to the playoffs. I was like, yes, let's go, Giants all the way. Let's get right. it. Like it's New
1: York. Like, it's New over, York. Yeah,
4: you know what I'm saying. Like even love to the Bills. Like that's upstate, <laughs> but you know, and
1: your division bowl. Yeah, yeah, and my bold. Do, yeah, yeah. I
4: know bowl, yeah. right? But
1: it's okay. I'm a Dolphins I, fan. So yeah. I get it.
4: But if your teammate <laughs> in it, like it's like you know, I'm, what are you gonna do? I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna hate that's on the hilarious. on the people, you know. But but you know, Jets all day. Pe- okay, all so day.
1: Let's, let's clarify that Shout out to
4: Gardner and Garrett Wilson. How they both the get
1: right Rookie of the Year? Well, I love what they're doing over there. Robert Sala, I knew him from when I covered the Niners over in San Francisco. He's fire. He's a great freaking coach. He's fire. And the guys buy in, as you can see. Like, they love him. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance to even think about the matchup this Sunday, though, the Eagles and the Chiefs?
4: I think it's going I was just talking to my boy. I think it's going to be a shootout.
1: They have been texting me all day from our social team. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get this to you. They're like, we need your game pick. I can't pick. I can't pick. It's so hard. I'm gonna have to. I mean, I,
4: I'll pick for you. I think the Chiefs are gonna win.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, by yeah. conduit, by proxy, Anthony has picked uh, yeah, for me. Yeah, I love yeah. that. For me. I
4: think. Uh, Thank yeah, you. You. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't. MJ does not have to pick. You don't. Take have the to burden
1: pick. off of my shoulders. Uh, right. I appreciate yeah, that yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Before I let you go here, Anthony, so I could talk to you for hours because I know there's a lot of layers here. How, how much satisfied did you grow up dancing? How in much?
4: Your house? Wow uh i mean I, I grew up dancing in my my house a lot yeah yeah, yeah. i didn't take it, it was- i'm not
1: technically trained but like i get down on like the street salsa game. Yo. For many years, I could only dance with my pops. I was like, no, he's the only person I've been dancing with since so <laughs> I was like three. But now I know that it. it you translates. get down to salsa like that. I do that? get down. Always and like old school salsa, like Grupo Nietzsche, Victor Manuel. Oh, wow. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. La salsa romántica, which they don't even make anymore. Right. Tito
4: Rojas. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All of
1: that. Yeah.
4: I I, I I I grew up dancing salsa later on. Though. Like I, I didn't grow up dancing salsa like good. Hmm. Um. I know how to dance it okay now. <laughs> just after honestly after in the heights. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I, I bet. Had to learn how to dance on two, which is different D- dancing on one. It is different. Anybody who dances salsa knows that's, that's two that. different things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and by
1: the way, like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Colombians, Cuba—like everybody dances their different. own brand of salsa. It's different.
4: Wild. Crazy, but the it's
1: styles all are different. Yes, like. but the beat is always there, and it will always be. I'm so proud. Please tell me you watched the Grammys and Bad Bunny's opening. Yo,
4: Bad Bunny took over. I almost the cried. Grammys. I was so happy. I was like.
1: I was like, they will never see a performance <laughs> ever like that again. Ever. ever. in the
4: history. They, they well, it hope down. you know, Hopefully they do.
1: I mean, hopefully yes, they do. You know? how, do you, how do you top that? You literally cannot.
4: No, he, he smashed that.
1: It was like. He's an, the an,
4: biggest artist in the world right period. now. He's crushing it. When you it, got right?
1: Taylor Swift dancing merengue at the fly. Taylor, uh,
4: Taylor Swift couldn't sit.
1: She didn't know. She's she, like, she, she couldn't know what sit her. down. But they know now.
4: Look, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I'm like, yo, let's go. We here. That's like that's
1: And we're not going Anywhere. Right. Anthony, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. This has been phenomenal. Um, thank you for your insight and just sharing a little bit of
4: this. Right. Thanks for having me. This is, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. Joined now
1: by Bill's safety Jordan Poyer. Thank you so much for stopping by, because I know it's this is it's wild here. People don't realize, like, the chaos that ensues on Super Bowl week.
5: It <laughs> is pretty wild here, but I appreciate you having me on. Of it's course. A, it's always a blessing to be here. Um, I'm just super excited to be here, and this is awesome.
1: It's been such a good time, and last night we had NFL honors. I just want to get sort of your reaction to see, to knowing that Jamar was up there with the entire medical staff. I mean, it was the moment of the night for me, yeah. and I know for you guys who were literally in this. Yeah. Um what does it feel like now knowing that literally the best possible outcome right. is what happened?
5: Chill, I mean, it was just chills watching him go yeah. up there and accept that. And, uh, first of all, he looked super fly. He I mean great. I mean, he looked great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, he like, it. um, nah, I was just super proud of him. I, I told yeah. him that last night and, you know, I always tell him that, I mean, he's just a kid that, uh, he, he loves to give back so much yeah. and he, he appreciates the position that he's in mm-hmm. so much. And, uh, you know, for him to, to be going through what he went through and to see where he's at now, I'm just yeah. so proud of him and to see all those people up there, all the medical staff accepting the award. Um, and I mean, that's just, like you said, the perfect scenario because, sure. you know, when it when it happened, I mean, you know, I was in on the play and, you know, it, it was mm. something that you know, I question my football, you of know, for, for, yeah. for, I mean, still do. You know, How put, do you not, right? puts a I lot of things right in perspective. That. Um but like I said, I'm just super proud of him um, and his family and that medical staff for, for you know, taking that one step at a time and getting to where they are right now. And to hear him say that he's going to play again, I'm super excited for him.
1: So what was that process like for you? Because that's that's heavy, you know? Like it really is for you guys to, to, to I won't say compartmentalize because I can't imagine that's even a yeah. possibility, but to try and carry all of that at the same time.
5: Yeah, uh, it was tough. And I think, uh, you know, I honestly think that, with everything that went on throughout the season mm-hmm. um, and the way the season ended, it almost seemed like we, we kind of ran out of gas at the end of the season. We didn't have enough left in the tank, and you know, with everything that went on with the, you know, the Buffalo shootings, the, it's you know, much. It, it, yeah. it was a lot, you know. And um, you know, to see, like I said, to see D-Ham go what he went through, and like that whole week, it almost seems like a blur. Cause it almost seems like it was a right. movie, you know. As soon right. as Soon as you know he went down, and the, the you see the the medical staff come out, the ambulance come out. I mean, it was, only, it, was it was you ask yourself like, is this really happening right mm-hmm. now? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, is this really happening? You know, and then you go to the locker room, and you could really hear a pin drop. Um, wow. Nobody knew what to say. Everybody was just wondering, is D-ham going to be okay? Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, I've, I've said this on a couple other shows. You know, our head coach Sean McDermott, I give him so much praise mm-hmm. because, you know, being able to. You know, to lead a group of men in that instance right there, in that moment right there, and and really take charge and you know let us know. Like he told us, look, we're not going to make you guys go back out there and play play in this game after seeing what you guys just just saw. Um, we're going to sit and play pray for Bedeham, And you know, as the days went by, we kept continuing to get better and better news um, about him. Uh, but that didn't take away the fact that, you know, you saw what you saw. You know, he, right. he definitely, you know, he, he, you could say he, he died on the yeah. field for a second. Our medical staff was able to bring him back. But it kind of puts, you know, it kind of messed with my head. You know, I play the same position as he does. Mm. You know, that could have been anybody. And yeah. you, you sit there and question. You go home that night and you see your daughter, you see your wife, and it's like, like what, like, what am I doing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Was, I had those questions, like, what am, what am I really doing? Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of guys, we had great, great counseling on the, on the team throughout the, the next few months, I guess, after, after that happened, you know, Dr. Dez, you know, our chaplain or Dr. Dez, one of our counselors, our chaplain, Lynn Vandebos, you know, people who you could really talk to, um, but it, it was tough. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and you say know, that it sure. wasn't, um, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, well, you know, you, you know, you, you you make all this money, you got to get over it and play the game, right, whatever. But you know to do that's with just it. It, yeah. it's just um, it was tough. And like I said, at the end of the season, I do believe that you know we ran out of gas. You know we get down 14-0 early against the Bengals, and we just didn't have any fight left in us to come, try to make a comeback in that game. So um, there's no there's no moral victories or more mm. you know excuses or anything like that. You know you know we got our we got our butts kicked in that game. But at the same time, you kind of look back and see all the adversity that, that we dealt with. And if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year that we would have had to deal with that adversity and we'd still win 13 games.
1: Come on. i had to have
5: been like, you're crazy, you know, like you're crazy. But yeah. that's what happened. You know, we won a playoff game at home. And then just finally, like I said, ran on empty against a, against a better football team on that day than in the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: When you, when you think about the unity of this locker room, certainly the uni of Bill's Mafia and how the fans showed up and the Mm -hmm. community show up for it. What does that say about the culture you guys have built? Because look, there's no preparing for something like that, but what I was so proud of watching you guys as a team, as a brotherhood, was the way that you came together. And it was my brothers first, Nothing else, right? That's that's huge,
5: yeah. And I mean, that's really exactly what we've since 2017. Since you know, guys like Deion Dawkins, Micah Hyde, mm-hmm, Tredavious mm-hmm. White, Matt Milano, you know, Tremaine Edmonds in 2018, um, you know, myself, you know, we, we first there's there's not a whole lot to do in Buffalo, you know, <laughs> and so like. You know, the, we hang out. It's too cold it, to do anything. It's okay? Way too cold to really Let's do just anything. Say it. <laughs> and so, like, what we do is we hang out with each other off the yeah. field in the off season, and I really think that goes um that plays a fact into you know how you communicate on the field how you play to get that togetherness on the mm-hmm. football field yeah. so we were a close group of guys we still are you know we're just a close group of guys a lot of guys at my wedding you know i'm at a lot of the other guys weddings and I love that. um you know we could talk about you know stuff off the field to each other and it was a brotherhood and it was i guess when Dham went down it was like when you see one of your brothers go down it was it was hard you know it was hard on, on, on a lot of guys some guys harder than uh, some guys it was harder on than others um but we, we we wrapped our arms around each other um you know we were all in it together all yeah. in it, you know for the same thing for the same reasons and you know we loved when we, we love one another and that's why yeah. I, you know that was why one of the reasons why I played hurt all season long was because I love my brothers, and yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to let them down. Um, and you know, I was, it, I don't regret it at all. And uh, that's just, that's just what we built out there. It was just a, a, a culture that we that we built, and you know, they're going to continue to build it.
1: So let me ask you this: When you guys are off the field, because I know. And I'm covering the game, right? There are times where I'm like, I need to do something as far removed from football as possible. That's just real, right? Yeah, like, when you're real. in it all the time. So, what's something that you like to do that has nothing to
5: do with the NFL? Like, is
1: it gaming? Yeah. Is it travel? Is it food? Do you crochet? Like, where, where do we go?
5: Yeah, in in during the season, it is hard to kind of detach no, for sure. from football, especially in the, the city of Buffalo. You know, everywhere you go. You know, people Bills, are both fans. It. Yeah, yeah. the Bills fans, and so uh, me, I golf. Uh, I Ooh, golf a lot. That's and very zen. Yeah, very, very, very zen. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard when the course, hard- when the course <laughs> is shut down in October. Right. There's no more golf. Um, right. So I am a big gamer, um, Call of Duty guy. But nice. Um, you know, it, I, I've said that in a couple uh, on my podcast too. You know, when you're you're playing in a city like Buffalo, it is hard to detach yourself from football because everywhere you go is football right you know, everywhere you go is buffalo bills everywhere you go people know you people want to talk to you people want pictures with you and that's you know that's all fine but it's really hard to detach yourself yeah. from the game of football when you're out there but in the offseason yes i'm a big golfer big gamer i love to be on the water not in the water i love to be on the water <laughs> there's, not, a, there's, there's a, a difference big difference in being <laughs> on the water in the water fair enough um so, yeah, that's uh, it's my off-season, and I, I enjoy it a lot.
1: I love that. Well, I'm excited that you get to be here at Super Bowl week and that we got to spend some time with you. Really appreciate you. And, look, I've picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl the last two seasons. And full disclosure, I told you I was a Miami girl. I'm yeah. a Dolphins fan. So that is saying a lot of what I think about your team and your oh, squad and man. what you guys have done. Oh, I appreciate so, that. I picked um,
5: us two, but we can't get it done. <laughs> fair. I'm sorry, yeah. but I appreciate you having me on, MJ. No, of course. That, Thanks, that means Jordan. a lot. Thank you. <laughs>
2: MJ crushing it. It doesn't matter where you are. You crush it, get the guests, you get them to engage and talk and you make them feel like familia. Right. And that's what this podcast is all about. Mm -hmm. This podcast is also about football. Lots and lots of football as well. And now it is. Should we do a little drum roll right now? I don't know if you can hear my drum roll Uh, or Bane on the table, whatever it is. We've got (laughs) prediction time, your favorite part. I love it.
1: Okay, you go first. Okay.
2: (laughs) Weak, weak sauce. I defer. Fine. Seriously, you're not going to. I defer to the second (laughs) half. Okay, I, and I'm, I, listen, do you want me to stall? I can't stall, okay? I can't stall, but I, I listen. we got to get to it. 27 to 24 is what I think the uh, final score is going to be, and I believe that it is going to be the Eagles who will oh! prevail. They will get another Super Bowl title. Oh, I think it's man. going to be a battle in the trenches. I think that son Reddick is going to be chasing a hobble, Patrick Mahomes, all over the field. I think that... You will see uh, Jalen Hurts really get going on the ground, and I think Devontae Smith is going to get loose and get a couple of touchdowns. That is what I'm going with. Very specific here. Very specific. So now that I've now that I've spouted off about it, now come on, let's go, Fine. MJ. Um,
1: you know, I've been I've been calling for Jalen Hurts MVP all season long, um, and I think right. I think he needs the win more, just so that people can stop with the trash talk. And yeah, I'm talking about some of y'all, some of y'all in Philly. I don't, re- I don't forget those headlines in the early mm. in the first couple of seasons um, that he was over there. So I, you know what, fly eagles fly. Never thought in my life my husband is not going to be happy about this, um, uh. but. I'm going with the Eagles. Yes.
2: Yo, go with the yeah. Eagles.
1: Do okay. Don't come for me, Chiefs fans. Y'all got a ring not that long ago. Okay.
2: Um, yeah, but you know what, MJ, you know what you could do though? You could say, you could say Eagles on here and because you work multiple platforms. You could say Chiefs on right. the other one, right? Right. This is subject
1: to change you at any point that. before kickoff. Okay. <laughs> any point before kickoff of Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Will, wow. What a season it's been. Uh, we'll come back mm-hmm. and 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 see if we were right.
2: <laughs> Next week. We'll see. God help us. Dios mio, uh, help us out uh, and help us out with the podcast. If you if you like what you hear, make sure to download us. Make sure to give us a positive review. Subscribe, the whole thing. We'd love to have you. Make sure to listen to El Huddle as we are here for you. MJ, Will. This has been another El Huddle podcast. Adios, everybody.